Jane, who do you hope is listening to the podcast today? I hope anyone who has ever been to an out-of-the-loop storytelling show or has listened to out-of-the-loop podcast is now listening to this podcast episode. Welcome to the Tyler Loops Out-of-the-Loop podcast. I'm your host, Jane Neal. My guest today is Jane Neal, Executive Director of the Tyler Loop and Director of Out of the Loop Storytelling Events. We're flipping the script. I'm Susan McKinney, and this is Jane Neal. Hi, Jane. Hello. It's nice to see you. We'll I, see what it's like to be the interviewee instead of the interviewer. Exactly. So we want to know what it's like behind the scenes of planning a storytelling event. Oh, yes. Well, I can talk about this for a long time. Of course, the first time we did it, it was just um, flying by the seat of our pants. I was working closely with Tisneem Raja. She's the founder, right. a lot, co-founder of the Tyler Loop. So she approached me about doing a storytelling event as part of the Tyler Loop several years ago, and that got underway. And so this became the process that I'm still using now. I find prospective storytellers, just put my feelers out, ask a lot of people who they know, who has a good story, who might be interesting, try to get a really diverse lineup. And then I start contacting people and just reach out and say, hey, are you interested? So we meet for the first time one-on-one. And that's usually at a coffee shop or Tyler Public Library, something like that. I ask the question, I'm looking for a story that is true, as remembered by you. It is important to you. And it says something about life in Tyler and East Texas. And just on that criteria, people will start telling me about their lives. And the big surprise is a lot of times the people who referred me to the storyteller did not know the story the storyteller ends up telling me. I'm thinking of my own experience. I introduced you to one or maybe two, oh, or three storytellers maybe. And the story that I thought was going to come from that was not at all the story that was told on stage. Help me remember who that was, Susan. Well, Chauncey Williams. Oh, of course. Yeah, Yeah, Chauncey. I I knew he was an amazing guy, and I knew he had a story, but I really didn't know what it was. (gasps) And then Karina Alvarado. Of course. Mm -hmm. I thought her story was going to be very much about being a Mexican-American in this country and her family, and her story turned out to be different. Not that. so. It's so surprising. And I think sometimes it even surprises the storyteller themselves. Sometimes what happens is that they tell me what's important to them. And then I say, okay, can you come up with a scene or two scenes or three scenes that will illustrate that very important thing to you? Sometimes it's the other way around. They have a very important event, like one life event that happened, and they want to unpack that. And then they've made meaning of it since then. So we sit down and I just take a ton of notes while they talk. Then I eventually send them a first draft. And that draft is just really verbatim what they've said with some transitions in between or reordering. They work on that draft 
until they like it, until it's final. Then we just start practicing and they get really comfortable saying it again and again. So in fact, I had a prospective storyteller for season eight, which is coming up in mm-hmm. November. And she said, so is this something you like rehearse or am I just going to wing it on stage? <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> there will be no winging. <laughs> there will be no winging. No loose cannons, please. It's a commitment. It's an investment. You know, everybody's just an everyday Tylerite. So even if they have an amazing story, it's few and far between that I find somebody with a performing background or right. who's comfortable sure. on stage. Probably my favorite part of the whole process, other than the, the night of the show, is the table read. And you have been to a few of those. I love that. I mean, it's my favorite. It's probably better than the show I think for it me, might be. Just because you're so intimate with each storyteller and sitting around the table and emoting, you know, over everyone being so vulnerable. And yeah, I love it. It's a big deal. It's special. It is. And I really have to, you know, my hats are off to you because you've shown up just as a witness and Mm. as a supporter and always been so encouraging of every story. We meet together, all the storytellers, at a location. It's the first time the storytellers have been with someone other than me. So they're finally part of this larger group. They're finally part of this collective. And they say, okay, mine is one of seven or eight people who are going to be in this lineup. And so this beautiful thing happens where they get up and practice. And it is super vulnerable because... You know, they've worked with me on it, but it still feels really private and really kind of closed. But then to open it up to a group of about 12 people who might be there, um, like suddenly I think it just becomes real. Something clicks. And I never, without fail, have had a group that was not so supportive and encouraging and nurturing. And I think it's because all of them know their story is on the line. Right. So the vulnerability oh. they give is the vulnerability they get. You know, that's they want to be part of that gracious cycle. Another really amazing thing that sometimes happens at the table read, because this is small town Tyler, as we say sometimes, people will tell a story and then somebody across the table will say, Oh yeah, I know your I know your aunt. Or uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I went to that school too. So they start making connections and that's always a lot of fun. Another thing, this happened during season 1 and it has left such an impact on me. Yasmin Khalifa was a young storyteller and she told about what it's like to be an Egyptian American young woman living in Tyler and how she feels like she belongs and doesn't belong. She is a Tylerite through and through, but she's aware that she's different from the status quo here. And it has impacted her her whole life. She starts her story by saying, I was, I've got chills. You do have ah. chills. I see them. She says, I was standing in line at Rice Road Brookshire's. And I could swear to you that I felt the whole audience, the whole theater, just kind of have this collective, yeah, we could all see that place together. So Mm -hmm. again, that's just one collective moment where we were all there together. And I thought to myself, there is nowhere else in the world that's having this moment that knows that Yasmin Khalifa (laughs) was at Rice Road Brookshire's because that's us. That's our story. Yes. Very, very special to me. Very cool. Now I have Jim. So then what happens? Oh, after the table read, then that's when it gets serious. And so (laughs) a lot of people who have been sailing, 
I say sailing at that point or I say it's it's the Wild West up to that point. <laughs> Suddenly they're like, okay, this is getting real. I've got to practice. And so they start memorizing and they start fretting. They get up and practice and suddenly their knees are shaking mm-hmm. for the first time. Then I have to say the magic again happens because without fail, people show up the night of ready. Mm-hmm. They're ready to tell their story. I think they just know. Things kick in. Things come together. They they know it's their moment. There's a lot riding on this. There will be people in the, the audience who know them and love them and are cheering for them. And uh, they come through. And they, that's it. That's the show. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's so funny because I've, especially with the storytellers that I know, I'm thinking of Kayla Frame right off yes. the top of my head. Another one and, referral from you. Yeah. And I think maybe because she was young and I I knew she had never done anything like this before, I had nerves for her because walking out on that stage with a spotlight in your face, you know, at 20 years old or something, you know, with no theater background has got to be frightening. And Mm -hmm. then to know not only are you going to walk out there, but you're going to share something very, very vulnerable. So I have nerves for them. But you're right. They pull it off. They pull it off. I mean, she was amazing. They walk out and they own that stage and they own their story. And I mean, I feel myself getting (laughs) choked up just thinking about it right now. It's such a moment. And Susan, there's nothing else like that going on in Tyler. It is It is so magical and special to me. I mean, I could just like go on and on and on about it because I just see things happening in this show that are so meaningful and so human. That word communion comes to mind. Mm -hmm. We're communing with each other. There is some kind of connection happening. Great word. So it's always so gratifying to hear a storyteller come back to do the podcast and they say, that was really therapeutic for me. I had no idea. I'm sure. And then it's also extremely gratifying for an audience member to tell me, I feel less alone than I did an hour Mm. ago. Wow. I didn't know there were so many cool people here. Like, this is happening in my town. Wow. That's so impactful. Yes. So when's the next show? The next show is Thursday, November 17th at Liberty Hall. Oh, I'm so It will be season eight. Yes. I love Liberty. It's a great space. It's a great space. An old theater with that Art Deco style, and Mm -hmm. it just feels cozy in there. It does. It's really intimate. Great intimate setting. So you talked about the three criteria that you have for the storytellers. Mm -hmm. It has to be true. Help me with the important to them, important to them, and about life in Tyler or East Texas. Uh huh. Tell me why those three things are so important. Oh gosh. Well, true is remembered by them. I, I want the the storyteller to be centered, the center of their story. They're not there to talk about other people. I want their experience to be what is showcased. I just want that opportunity to put it out on the table. It's not whether I like it or not. It's not whether I even like the person or not, although I almost always do. Um, It's not about do I agree or disagree with their viewpoint. The important thing is someone is telling me their experience and I'm honoring that by listening. That's a tall order to ask for a bunch of showgoers who are just looking for a fun night out. Right. But that is what I'm asking of people. And a lot of people 
very readily and willingly come and rise to the occasion. They are there for those storytellers in such a big way, and it's beautiful. That's empathy. That's compassion. That's communication. That's connection. So other than the story being true and important, there's this one piece that's very interesting. It has to say something about life in Tyler in East Texas. And so a lot of people have a story that's important to them, but in their world, they've just been going through life in their own head or in their own heart. They don't really know what's what to say about Tyler East Texas or understanding how Tyler might be impacting their story and how their story is impacting Tyler. Like there's a relationship here. You have a relationship with your geographical location. You have a relationship with the other people living in your city with you, your neighbors. Not everybody sees that, but some people see it very clearly and very quickly. Mm. Some I'm kind of pulling and I'm saying, I want you to have eyes to see how all of these systems might be impacting your life. How did our education system play into your story? How did our mental health crisis Mm. affect your story? How did our healthcare system impact you? And on and on and on. I think that is so important because I would guess that a lot of people don't see that they have a relationship, not only with the city or the region, Mm -hmm. but with their neighbors and other, you know, they just live here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It affects everything. And really, that has been a blessing to me being with the Tyler Loop. And I feel like I get a front row seat in seeing what the impact is of where we live. We're not living an experience where you can just kind of cut and paste any old background and still live the same life. Mm -hmm. The history that happened here is impacting the governance of the city today. It's impacting culturally the way we think and our attitudes. It impacts where money goes. It impacts our educational level. Everything, everything trickles down from that, mm, from the foundational pieces that are still with us and that we've built on. So those of us that have been to a show, we want to come back over and over and over. Because you're right, it's magical. It really is. I mean, everyone in my life has heard me go on and on about your events because they truly are. You, you, They make you feel, even if you don't want to feel. Hmm. They make you feel, and they make you feel so many different things. They, you know, you you laugh really hard, you cry, and it makes you think about things that are either uncomfortable for you or that you've just never really considered. And that's that's what I love about it. But if you're somebody who's never ever been to a show, mm-hmm. talk to those people. Why should they come? Oh. Yes, to all of my neighbors and Tyler in East Texas who don't know what out of the loop is or thinks, I'm not sure if that's something I would ever go to. We try to make it a night that is both meaningful and very entertaining. So we do have a musical guest, always local, who come in and just do a bang up job at intermission. We try to make sure we have some stories with some humor and comedy in them. And then, of course, there are some heavy stories that really will challenge people. You will hear at least one story that you will connect to or, and you will have actual 
physical, literal connections. Like, yes, I know that person. I know that place. I've experienced something similar. It'll make you feel proud to be a Tylerite. It will make you feel proud to be just a human, a fellow human, hearing other fellow humans struggling and celebrating and overcoming and living their lives like we all are. I couldn't agree more. Use such lovely words. (laughs) You're a wordsmith. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I've enjoyed our time today, Jane. Thank you, Susan. I look forward to season eight. Thank you, Susan. Thank you. And thank you to everyone in Tyler and East Texas who attends these shows and shows support and interest. It doesn't happen without you. It's because of you and it's for you and it's by you. So my huge thanks and and gratitude that I I get to do that. I feel pretty darn lucky all the time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thanks for being here. The Out of the Loop podcast was recorded at the Innovation Pipeline in downtown Tyler with technical support from Neil Katz and Leah Wansley. Music is provided by the Tyler, Texas duo Gypsum and the Travelers. Out of the Loop is a production of The Tyler Loop, a nonprofit news and culture magazine and storytelling platform for Tyler and East Texas. We run on memberships from informed, engaged residents like you who value in-depth, inclusive reporting. Check us out at thetylerloop.com. <laughs> <laughs>